non-profit organization Bible Learners Ministries. Bible Learners Ministries is a non-profit organization that is geared toward enhancing spiritual wisdom. We are on the verge of expansion to reach different aspects of people from different demographics around the globe through modern media technologies to help inform, inspire, engage, and spread the end-time gospel message of Jesus Christ. Our ministry ambition is to inform, engage and inspire. Bible Learners Ministries has obeyed the command given by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to the Great Commission of Matthew 28. Understanding that every person who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ is saved, the born-again person needs to be fed on the true word of God, not as taught according to the doctrines of men, but according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Each person with their gift and talent is welcome to use their talent in accomplishing God's work. We are also appealing to you precious listener, to support this ministry, your ministry, as we seek to continue in evangelizing through variety of media platforms. We need your financial support, so as to keep us moving on, and also enabling us to share with others, and publish as much resources as possible. The harvest is ready but the reapers are few. May the Lord bless us, as we continue to support one another, in Christ's love. Whether you give one penny towards this course, it is will be a blessing to us all. Please visit the Bible Learners Ministries website, and on the donation page, make a donation as the Lord will speak to your heart. Thank you for your donation. Visit www.biblelearnersministries.org. That is, www.biblelearnersministries.org. Precious listener, wherever you are, you have at least one God-given talent. What talent have you got? We would like to engage with you, and with one another. We wish to hear from all people willing to share, or use their God-given talents for the glory of God. We are indeed living in the last days and let's all obey the command, given by our Lord Jesus Christ. The Great Commission Make this great commission a reality by going out to the whole world and proclaim the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ, leading people to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, calling them to unite with His Church, and prepare for His soon return. Amen. The struggles that I face, the choices I have made, can't stop your love for me, can't stop your Thank you, precious listener, and welcome to the mystery of the cross, the mystery of the cross of Jesus Christ.
precious a friend. We know that the word of God is life. Every soul that sins must die. There is the law of sin and death. There is also the law of spirit and life. In the book of Romans chapter 8, we see in Romans 8 chapter 1 to 3, Paul talking about having been freed from indwelling sin. Every man that's born into this life, born of woman, is born in sin. Paul writes to the Romans and all believers, saying, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to their flesh, but according to their spirits. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3 For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Precious friend, the saved mankind has been freed from indwelling sin. There is indwelling sin that is operating under the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death says that every soul that sins must die. That is according to the law. That is what happened to the first Adam when he sinned. He disobeyed God's command and as God has given him the law that on the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall surely die. That was a law that uh, on the day that they would eat fruit from this forbidden tree of the knowledge of good and evil they would die. Surely they died on that day they ate the fruit from the forbidden tree of the knowledge of good and evil according to the law that God had given. God also has given the law of the spirit and life. Whether someone is a sinner, they have committed all sorts of sin in their life. If they repent and turn away from that way and they get saved, there will be no more condemnation. Man has been set free from the indwelling sin. Paul talking about being freed from indwelling sin. Once again, verse 3 of Romans 8, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, 
no indeed can be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God Romans 8 verse 9 but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ he is not his and if Christ is in you the body is dead because of sin but spirit is life because of righteousness but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you so when one receives the salvation and the Holy Spirit dwells within their heart they become sons of God through the Spirit. As Paul says in Romans 8 verse 12 Romans 8 verse 12 Therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body you will live for as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are sons of God for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out Baba Abba Father the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together as Paul continues to say that in order to be glorified together with Christ you must also go through the sufferings that he went through verse 18 Romans 8 verse 18 for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now not only that but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of our body for we were saved in this hope but that is sin is not hope for why does one still hope for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with perseverance likewise the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God and we know 
that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are to be called, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, this he also glorified. So, Paul talking about the suffering in Christ that leads to glory. Paul continues to say, talking about God's everlasting life, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Paul asks, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died? And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The mystery of the cross. So we need to understand that every soul that sins must die according to the law of sin and death, and every soul that is saved shall live according to the law of spirit and life. Satan sinned and is dead, is uh, already judged. Man sinned and died, but he will be resurrected when the dead will be resurrected. Jesus Christ came, he died for us, he died for the sinful mankind, so that mankind could be saved. Jesus said he was the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus took upon himself man's sin. He was to die on the cross according to the scriptures, according to God's law. Jesus took upon himself the sin of mankind. He accepted to become sin and therefore he had to die according to God's law because God's law says that every soul that sins must die. If Jesus decided to say that he was going to die for the souls of sinful mankind, the soul that was condemned due to the sin that came about through the first Adam's disobedience, so that by taking this sin, he accepted to die according to the law of God that 
every soul that sins must die. So Jesus, when he became sin, he had to die. And when he died, he was buried, he was resurrected, and he now lives. Which means that if we also believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, we also are going to be set free. We'll be resurrected with him. Therefore, Jesus, he died, he was resurrected, he now lives. Because he lives, all mankind who will believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, and that is baptized in him, Jesus Christ, will not be condemned, but will have eternal life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. With us in our weakness, you are strong. Though we feel unworthy, we belong. There is no
to you now The best we know how We come to you, Jesus We come to you, Jesus